0: natural consequences of choosing to, number one, get married and have right. another person you choose to live with. And number two, if you put kiddos in that mix, you now have to say, I am making a commitment to not just providing for their physical needs, but I need to be uh, mentally tuned in and meet their relational needs, social needs, uh, bonding needs, that right. attachment stuff. That is my primary job now.
1: Right. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. There's a fly bug in me. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode,
0: our husbands won't get off their phones. Won't get off their phones. Nope. And This is only a husband problem, by the way. Women never have a problem with phones and stuff ever, right?
1: <laughs> you should put a cricket sound in there. <laughs> <laughs> I will see if I can find a cricket
0: sound. <laughs> this is a a this is across the board. Yeah, clearly. But the question came in from wives asking about their husbands. Yes. So we're gonna honor the question that came in. So yep. you ready? Okay. Here we go. All right, honey, I want you to go ahead and read this email that someone sent yeah, in. Yeah, this us. is a this it, is a great it's email. It's a good one and, and worth talking about. So read it off.
1: Hey, so a couple of my friends and I both have struggles with our husbands being on their phones a lot. Not only is it hard to be with them when they're not technically with you, but my friends have kids, so their father isn't spending much time with them either. They all claim it's relaxing, which I get, and they deserve some relaxation after working so hard all day, but it's not a little 30 minutes relaxing time, it's most of the evening, and it's scrolling on social media or watching YouTube videos. How can we encourage them to find relaxation another way and to spend time with us, their kids? How can we get them to see how much time they're wasting? How can we do all that respectfully and graciously and humbly? Sometimes we feel like being harsh and straight up about things is the only way to get their attention or make them realize how much we care about
0: this. That is so good. Isn't that a great It's very good. And once again, I appreciate their heart. Again, they're trying to figure out how to approach this subject in a respectful, kind, non-naggy sort of way. I, I, I really appreciate people who want to solve their marriage problems in, in respectful ways. Mm-hmm. So you are the wife here, just like these are the wives. And if I, again, this is completely theoretical because <laughs> I never <laughs> ever do this. Let's just be clear. <laughs> this is actually a little convicting at times. Um, when I'm spending too much time on my phone, what is it communicating to you? and And what do you... Feel how do you want to communicate to me, and then after your answer here, I'm going to go into a little bit of the the psychology as to why this is a difficult topic to kind of got it um, address or deal with on a clinical sort of level.
1: Right. Well, I just feel like I'm not important to you. Yeah. Like shoot, w- we we've had this conversation many many times over the years. Yeah. Um, not about scrolling through the phone or being on your phone but just for you being in the same room Hmm. even if we're doing something different yeah being in the same room is being together yeah for me that's not being together no so if we're like you're like we spent the whole day together we were cleaning the house that's not being together
0: that is or like last night, you work on your computer for three hours and I did something in my chair for three hours and we were 20 feet apart. We were fi- 10 feet apart, but we weren't together. together.
1: Exactly. And so and so, um, I've just had to share with you over the years that just because we're in this proximity does not mean that we are connected. together we're not and to- connected yeah, yet.
0: That makes perfect sense. Connected connected Is that what I said? I You said a word me. and I
1: said a word and it mixed together in my brain. So I don't know what I said, actually. Yep.
0: How to create tenectedness. <laughs> That's That'd what be together
1: <laughs> to <get, laughs> <you want> to. <laughs> Don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nectedness. <laughs> oh, together-neckedness. Never mind. En-
0: for every English teacher out there, <laughs> we apologize from the bottom of our hearts. So I'm so sorry. No, we don't. <laughs> Come on, I'm fun. So you said that when I'm in the same room but I'm not paying attention to you, it causes you to feel what?
1: That that I'm not important. That you're not
0: important. Yes. That and that something else is important. Yes, exactly. Is and, is it the phone that's important to me or is it me getting my needs met is more important? Do you can you differentiate that? Um I guess,
1: I guess I don't see it as you getting your needs met because how it, 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 if I stop and go, okay, he's taking time to relax, that's getting his needs met. Right. But I don't see how scrolling, scrolling, okay, first of all, I don't, I don't enjoy scrolling through stuff on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or any of that. None of that. I don't enjoy any of that. That's not my thing. It's boring as I'll get out. So I don't understand how that could be relaxing. Okay. So, so I don't see that as taking time for yourself. I see that as just wasting time, wasting time. Right. And, but, <laughs> That's funny. but, but I, I will waste time playing a game, yeah. which you don't find.
0: No, not relaxing, relaxing at
1: all. at all. Most of the time I'm playing a game because I'm just waiting to connect with you. Yeah. I, 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 it is a time waster for me. Not, oops, whack. Not always. Sometimes it's relaxing, but 95% of the time, especially at night, it's a time waster yeah. because yeah. you're on your phone doing your thing and I'm like, well, I've got nothing else to do. Yeah. So,
0: yeah,
1: um, Yeah. so I totally, I understand. We both understand yeah. that, that feeling of not being connected because someone's on their phone yeah. or their computer, whatever.
0: So I'm going to ask a pretty blunt question. Here. Okay. And it just came into my brain. I didn't, didn't front load this or haven't even, you know, thought about this, but it just came to my brain. Uh-huh. Me being on my phone scrolling through it makes you feel like you're not important. Is, isn't that a you problem, not a me problem? Just because I'm on my phone and you don't feel important. Isn't that something that you need to figure out within yourself? because I should be allowed to do whatever I want to do. Or is that a me problem and I'm actually communicating to you you're not important. Me relaxing, getting my needs met, playing and 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 just kind of doing something mindless is more important than being connected with you.
1: Well, where
0: where, where does the fault lie? Does,
1: well, I think I think um
0: because before you answer, I know that this is a line of reasoning or thinking that a lot of husbands oh, of go course. down. I'm not doing anything wrong. There's nothing right. bad flipping on my phone. And if you feel bad about it, it's not my problem. Deal with it. I mean, you've got to uh, uh, figure out you know, how to feel important without me having to give every minute of my free time paying attention to you. I've heard those things in my office. So that's sure. why I'm bringing sure. up the topic.
1: So. So I think l- let me maybe add some parameters. If you came home from work and said, "I'm tired. I'm going to spend 30 minutes just relaxing and flipping on my phone." Yep. No problem. Yeah. I don't feel you're on your phone for 30 minutes. I don't feel like you don't care about me. Okay. I get it. You've you've given me information that I can process and go. Ah, okay. He's tired. He needs relaxation yep. time. If you hit 35. 40 minutes yeah. without saying anything or yeah. looking like you're going to come up.
0: And not honoring my promise.
1: Yes. Then that's where it starts to to become an issue for me. Yeah. And then the next time you come in and say, hey, I'm going to spend 30 minutes doing this. I'm already not believing that that's going to be the case. It's like, okay, he really just doesn't yeah. care about me yeah. or want to spend time with me. This is yeah. more important than I am. Yeah. I think we we encountered this in a different way too earlier in our marriage where you'd come home, I knew you would be tired. Mm -hmm. And so I would, instead of you having to tell me I need 30 minutes, I knew that you would need time. All right, do you need time to go down and work in the garage on the car just to, you know, tinker around so that you can get all of the goo from the day off of you and come back up and be with us? And so I think there's there's some of that that needs to happen as well. You know what yeah, I mean? That makes perfect sense. But when, and and we have this too at nighttime, I think a lot of it happens too when people go to bed Yeah. and then it's scroll, scroll, scroll. Bedtime is supposed to be connecting time yeah. or sleeping time. Right. And so if, and I don't like to just go to sleep. I don't fall asleep right away. I like to snuggle with you while we watch something. hmm For me, that's connecting because we're touching. We're it's we're not in proximity of one another. We're usually touching, so there's connection.
0: But our attention is focused on the same thing. Yes, exactly. Show rather than your thing on your phone and my thing on my phone. Yes, it's not individualized.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, I see. There's two really clear issues going on on the husband side of this dilemma. Uh, Number one is. A lot of husbands have misunderstanding on roles in relationships um, and parenting. Mm. They they see their primary role as the provider financially. So they go off to work and they do their 8, 10, 12 hours a day of work. And then they move into an expectation that says, and now my job is done, Done. and now my time is my own, and now I am allowed to do what I want because I have earned it. I've got 12 hours behind me to demonstrate I've worked for the family. That's been family-directed effort, and now I deserve something for myself. And they come home with that mentality, and they miss out on their primary job because I will suggest that the J-O-B, the thing you go to do that provides financially for your family is actually the second job that you have. Your primary job is being present and aware of raising your children, meeting the needs of your wife, mm-hmm. of of anticipating uh, what their needs are and being uh, uh, attuned and available and aware and engaging with them. Yes. And absolutely. it is not fair because husbands give a lot. Husbands and fathers give a lot of energy and they don't get much time to themselves. That's just flat out the the natural consequences of choosing to number one get married and have another right. person you choose to live with. And number two, if you put kiddos into that mix, that was a choice. That doesn't happen by accident right. typically. You you get to have kiddos, and you now have to say I am making a commitment to not just providing for their physical needs, but I need to be uh, mentally tuned in and meet their relational needs, social needs, uh, bonding needs, that right. attachment stuff. That is my primary job now. Right.
1: Well, and if you add to that to the mix that a lot of a lot of families now are both the 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 mom mom and the dad dad work. Work. Yeah. So, so there, but there's still that mentality that it's the mom's responsibility to come home and take care of everything and take care of the kids. And and so so. there's
0: there's a lot of role conversations that need to be clarified in these situations so that um, everybody, not just the husband, but the husband and the wife, the mother and the father are really clear on going, what is our primary job? We had kids, we chose to get married. Our primary job is to make sure that we succeed at this thing called marriage, right. that we succeed at this thing called parenting and our yes. kids grow up knowing we are available for them, that we care about them, that we pursue them, that we want them and that nothing else is more important than them. That that we have a healthy demonstration and they get to experience right. that kind of relational things. And that kind of language is new for a lot of couples. Sure. A lot of young couples, they again, they've never had that model, they don't know what that looks like, um, and so they're just doing the best they can with what they got and hoping that this relationship and, and parenting thing turns out okay for them. Right. But they never are very intentional about what the roles and the expectations are. So I would suggest you start to have conversations around those things. And if you don't know how to have some of those conversations, then you might need to sit with somebody who can kind of guide those conversations and talk about some of those roles and expectations and and get everyone on the same page. Right. That's the first thing that's happening in this dynamic that I'm hearing in this question that was sent into to us. The other thing is actually bigger. Um, and it is, it's the next thing that's coming for uh, mental health uh, in this world right now. Social media specifically, but um, digital devices primarily, Um. Tap into the exact same mechanics in a person's brain as gambling does. Interesting. Think about slot machines. So you put in your <laughs> twenty-five in, in nickels or quarters or whatever that is, and you pull the handle and nothing happens. But just so you know, it's push a button now. Got it. <laughs> My wife knows about these things. I'll it's tell even more e- about that later. It's even
1: easier. He just you hit the push button, a
0: button. Max bid, right? Yep. And you watch the little things spin, and the lights flash, and the and the music jingles, and you look to see, did I win? Right. And you didn't win, but you were close. You've got three of the four little yep. nuggins or whatever it is on the screen. It's like, man, I was close. I was almost there. I'm going to try one more time, and I'm going to put another buck 25 in there, max bid. Spin, spin, spin. Nothing happens. You do it one more time, and then ching, 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 you win something. Right. And that extra little win right there says, oh, if I play, if I keep playing, I know I'm going to lose a little bit, but I'm hoping that I'm going to win more than I lose. Lose, exactly. And that becomes incredibly addictive. But it's the exact same mechanics as you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, and you scroll boring, boring, boring. Boring. Oh, oh, interesting. That's funny. Look at that. That's so funny. I, I win. I, I right. see something that I like. I'm gonna save it or I'm gonna share that. Scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, that was a funny one. Ha oh, ha look at that. I win again. Scroll, 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 scroll.
1: It's interesting that it, that it's a scroll too. I mean,
0: obviously yeah. it has to be yeah. a scroll, but
1: it's just interesting because if you if you look at um, slot machines, yeah, it's It's the same.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Right now, there is there is active conversations on the addictive uh, characteristics of technology. And it is right. clear that there are some, especially for very young children who are exposed to this, when you take away their screen time or their technology in some way, they will Come unclued. Melt down because they have never learned how to regulate that part of their brain, which has already been stimulated um, by this um, uh, dynamics of of reward um, systems that happen. And what
1: are the chemicals in your brain that...
0: I don't know all the neurochemistry. I never was really, really good at that. Typically but, it's dopamine. But,
1: but it does kick off neurochemicals oh, in man. your brain. Yeah, which... yeah.
0: In fact, I know it is. It is dopamine. You become addicted to that dopamine hit. Uh, you can actually look up a uh, dopamine fast where you are removing all of these things from your lives that give you this quick little hit. This, I mean, it's just tiny little things, but it's little, oh, I win. Oh, I feel good. Oh, that mm-hmm. makes me happy. That's a little dopamine hit. Dopamine. And you're, Training your brain to become addicted to want just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And it is really hard to just stop because it's like, maybe there's just one more funny video. Maybe there's just one Mm -hmm. more thing that I like. Maybe it's just one more thing that I'm going to just relax and enjoy and things like that. So there is an actual addictive characteristic that um, many, many people are experiencing not you, just men not just men, men oh and my goodness women, no yes. men women children. we just happen everybody. to be talking about men yes, this time because of the, the question. question that came in uh, but it is something that needs to be people need to be aware of and acknowledge because if they if they don't then this will continue to get worse and worse and worse um, and um, needs to be addressed in some way so that's kind of the mechanics behind why this is an issue, the two things of the mm-hmm. role expectations and now the addictive characteristic of technology and especially social media. Um, now about the what do we do about it? How do we answer these wives right. questions of how do we communicate to our husbands that they are disappointing us? Yes, that there's potentially some resentment being built up and that they're missing out on opportunities to bond with their children and with their spouses. How Especially because it's that? because
1: it's so hard because you're feeling hurt already and you just want to be like, "Come on, knock it off," or be sharp or snappy yes. or like, oh, "I'm at yeah. my wit's end." Yeah. But as you're learning to become healthy mm-hmm. and good in how you respond and your and your actions and your behaviors, yeah, what is the best way to do that?
0: The best way to start. Um, is if you make one person in the family do one thing and everyone else gets to have that thing, that is massively, feels massively unfair. So if it is, husband, you're coming home, I don't want you to be on your phone, but I can have my phone anytime I want or the kids can have access to it. And it's now one person being deprived of something that, never works, ever, ever. So it has to become a family culture thing, which is what is our approach to technology? Are we going to have seasons or times where none of us are on technology, that none of us are using that, and we're doing something called a board game. There's these old school things called a board game.
1: I'm surprised you bring this up.
0: Which is actually a piece of cardboard. I hope my kids are listening to this episode. (laughs) It's an actual piece of cardboard that folds up into a box, which is also made of cardboard. And there's pretty pictures typically glued onto this cardboard. And then these little plastic things that aren't 3D printed, by the way, they're actually injection molded from 1963. And you take them out of the box, and you put them on squares, and you. You roll these things called dice they have little dots on it which um, represent numbers and then you move these little nubbins along the little pretty pictures on the thing until somebody wins that's called a board game not many people know about those things anymore but it's something that we've already talked about here where everyone is focused on the same experience Right. it's a little bit of friendly competition It is engaging and supposedly fun for some people. (laughs) Um, And it becomes an experience that everyone gets to share together. Right, Because we are focused on togetherness, we-ness. If you can't find them anywhere, because they're harder to find anywhere nowadays, um, Goodwill or any thrift store is usually the best place to find good old school board games. Now, I will say this with a caveat that, (laughs) <laughs> I hate board games. I have a disease called monopiatophobia, okay? I despise board games. <laughs> but I'll play card games. There's other things called cards, okay? There's 52 of them. They have little symbols like hearts and diamonds and think, looks like clovers, but they're actually called clubs and then spades. And you can make a million games out of these 52 cards, which is just fun to do or sitting at the table right here we have a game called five crowns you found it at a thrift store it's our third deck because we play it all the time we got introduced to it on a cruise and while we have lunch most days we sit at the table in our kitchen and we will talk about the days and we will play five crowns because it is mindless and simple and easy but it's not on our phones it's not separate right. it's not apart we are right. doing something together and
1: and then after we've played for so many days yep. and so many We started mixing it up instead of shuffling the pile up and taking the top one. We just throw the cards in a pile and pick from wherever we choose from. So you can change things up. You don't have to do it the way it's called for.
0: But I want to hear that this isn't just me doing something on my own or you um, opposing, injecting, imposing. I'll get to the word. It's not imposing something on me. Right with expecting me to change. It is something that we do together. And that has to become really, really clear that this is a family culture thing, not just a specific person culture thing. Um, If a husband is opposed to that, then um, there becomes a time when I would suggest you start with a letter. In writing versus just a conversation gives you a chance to think out your thoughts really, really clearly. You're taking the time, energy, and effort to put it in writing, actual writing. I would suggest in a pin, these little plastic sticks that <laughs> ink, right. ink come out of them. <laughs> We're not and you that find far paper. into technology you can that people write don't on it, know what that is. And you can write a letter that says, this is weighing on my heart here's why it's so important to me here's here's how i am feeling and i want to give you this information earlier rather than later when i have a lot of resentment a lot of frustration right. and we need to find a time to talk about this and you're not doing it in the moment while he's on his phone after a long day um, and he's not in a state to have the conversation. You right. give this letter to him and this letter can be edited by your friends so that they can make sure it has the right balance right a balance of strong Um, honest conversation that isn't offensive, that isn't disrespectful, but you're also putting your heart out there going, we have to have a conversation around this and we need to schedule a time. Right. Um, It also removes the he said, she said of accusation because here it is in writing. Here You can make sure that it isn't accusatory or disrespectful or bad in some way. And you can always go back to that as a foundational um, starting point for these conversations. And then you get to... Need had that conversation. And says, here's what I'm really feeling. Here's why this is really bothering me. Here's right. the things that we're missing out on: time with your kids right. and 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 disconnection from us. And and I want to honor the time that you need to to relax and to kind of decompress. But. Um, the way it's being executed is not sustainable. And so you start to have those conversations. So that would be the second level is, right. is what you do. So family, family-wide system change. Second one is a um, kind of a direct letter. The third one is if he's even resistant to that, then you actually need to bring somebody into the conversation. You need to go, there is this thing, there is this um, object or this experience that's becoming a wedge between us mm-hmm. and our relationship and we need to fix this and you're not listening to me. So I need to bring someone in that will hopefully have a little bit more authority Power, influence, whatever that is, so that you can understand how important this is to me. Right. That's that's kind of the steps of progression.
1: So let me ask this question: What would be a good way to approach it in the midst of the situation? Yeah. Because I I think there's a lot of like she said at the end. We don't want to we don't want to scream, but right. we feel like that that's the only way to get our right. spouse's attention. Right. But so what do you? What's the best way to
0: approach it? To, in you the have, you have to have that pre-existing agreement because if you just come in and go you're on your damn phone again you're not paying attention to us right and that's that feels that feels accusatory corrective that actually feels like here's a parent talking to a child and you don't you don't want that you need to have the uh, agreed uh, agreed upon thing that says listen when you come home today i'll give you 30 minutes will we agree to that yes at 31 minutes, you now have permission to go, hey, I'm going to hold you to your commitment. I'm going to hold you to what you said. Will you please get off your phone now? Right. Will you honor your commitment? It's not about the phone at that moment. It's about will you honor your commitment? Oh, that's great. Because if it's about a phone and taking away the shiny, shiny toy right. that everyone exactly. likes to play with. Exactly. Again, your brain is is wired into, I don't want to stop You know, playing with whatever makes me happy. You got to go back to I'm gonna hold you to your commitment. that's why there has to be a pre-existing agreement in place, right that's but super it's important. but it's
1: getting to that pre-existing agreement yes. that's finding the time to have yes. the conversation to have that and sometimes that can't happen.
0: it needs to happen it has to happen
1: right, but sometimes it just can't happen right away. so I mean, how do you then
0: you don't you don't try to correct him on his phone until you have the agreement conversation
1: well I okay.
0: Because the guess, minute you do, the minute you come in, and the wife becomes the policeman, you're on your phone too much. You're you're yeah. not paying attention to the kids. That's accusatory. That's correcting. That's right. criticism. And, and you'll trigger his his defensive brain. You'll trigger his survival brain, and it and it goes sideways. Right. Really and
1: and that's not at all what I'm thinking. I'm thinking more along the lines of you know, um, you've kind of waited. Uh, your husband's on their phone again, scrolling through, and. Is, is there any way to approach in that situation that's not going to trigger defensive brain? Hey, I know you've needed some time to relax. There, there's nothing that you can say or do in that moment or you just have to suck it up because that's what I'm hearing is no, you, you can it, say
0: you can say everything like that. but if his mindset is not in a receptive state, then it's going to be interpreted as criticism, critique and, and accusation. It's it's his attitude. That's the problem here. Is the, the these wives are trying to figure out how do I get my husband to change his attitude about his phone? And until he changes his attitude about his phone, there's very little things that the wife can do in that moment without pre preempting, without front loading that conversation. That's going to be really really effective. Got it. Because he's not in the state. He's not in that that mental state to be open and receptive. He's in the state of it's, I want to do what time. I want to do. And it's my yes. time. I'm doing it to yes. relaxing. I'm not hurting anybody. And don't bother me because I've worked hard. I've already done my, my, my job.
1: Okay. So that, that makes sense when you're, when it's in the moment, there really isn't anything that you can do or say that's going to,
0: I mean, you can try all those things and all those things are absolutely fair and appropriate and good to do. Are they going to be effective? Probably not as much. And that
1: comes down to his state and because, whether he's yeah, receptive or not. That's
0: one of the basic principles of communication. You can be really, really clear in the communication, but if the person who's receiving it is not listening, is not in a receptive state, it has static in the way, there's something right. that's, that's changing the message, doesn't matter how clear the the transmission of the mes- message is, if the receiving end of it is skewed, it's going to be received badly. Right. So you have to have clarity on both ends how you deliver, how you transmit information and how it's heard and how you receive it, how it's right. heard. So they're wanting to to work on the receiving end of it, which is their husband's portion of it. And you can't typically fix that in the middle. It's like trying to rebuild a boat while you're filling up with water and you're in the middle of the ocean. At right. that point, you're not going to be fixing the boat. You're going to just keep bailing right. so you Exactly. you don't sink. The whole goal is let's get to shore. Let's get it in dry dock. So I'm not in the situation anymore. And now we can actually fix the core issue. Let's plug the holes in the boat. That makes perfect sense. So that's what I'm saying. This is a great question. Yeah. Ladies, thank you for sending that in. Obviously, we don't give out names, but thank you for asking that question because I know Clearly, no, you're not the only ones who are struggling with this. This is a huge issue for a lot of relationships nowadays. And I appreciate your bravery and your willingness to kind of ask those questions. If after listening to this podcast answer to your question, you're still going, well, I got a follow up question. Again, feel free to email us in, let us know, um, and we'll continue the conversation. But these are these are good things. Yeah. Sound good? Sounds great. Okay, I made a promise in our last podcast episode and you have 1 minute.
1: I have 1 minute. 1 minute. 1 minute to one minute. invite everyone to come to our secure marriage cruise.
0: Watch how I connect theme to the cruise when you're done doing this. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Okay. So So our next seconds. our
1: next secure marriage cruise is April 14th, 15th, April 14th, 2024. We're going out of Galveston, Texas, on the Harmony of the Sea, which is a Royal Caribbean ship. We're doing Western Caribbean, seven nights, round trip, um, and it's going to be just a ton of fun. We're going to be going through a bunch of secure marriage uh, materials, we'll do workshops, we'll eat meals together, we'll... um, do some excursions together if you want. Paul and I are going to pick a couple excursions and invite you all to come with us. Yeah. Uh, we'll do some activities on the ship. But really, we're going to work together to build better relationships together as a community. Yeah. And we would love to have you. If you if you guys want to come and you're thinking, mm, I don't know these people real well. We've listened to them a few times. Find a couple that you're friends yeah. with and and come together yeah. so that you can be working together to build your marriages and then when you leave you've got a couple who's been through the same material or headed in the same direction and you can work together to build a better marriage you can start a little community in your neighborhood and grow great marriages throughout your neighborhood it's just amazing it's going to be great you should do it
0: that's boy. how's that perfect did i get that in a minute that is all Ideal.
1: Oh, and if you want more information, you can go to securemarriage.com slash cruise or you can email us at yep. Shannon at securemarriage.com or Paul at securemarriage.com.
0: But go to securemarriage.com slash cruise and there's actually a reserve your spot form you can put in your information. And that gives us a little info about about who you are. And then we actually schedule a Zoom call where we get to talk to you. We do a video call with you. We ask questions. You can ask questions of us and make sure that this is a good fit for for you and your spouse as you go on the cruise with us. Yes. It would be great. So here's how I'm going to connect it to today's topic. Yes. Because this happened on the last cruise we went. Because when you're on a boat in the middle of the ocean, you don't have... Access to social media stuff now, short of buying the Wi-Fi package, that Which, is super expensive. Yes, so you can keep scrolling. When we went, we didn't buy any Wi-Fi package, and for seven days, I did not have access to any social media. And I, I really actually do enjoy watching YouTube, and I'm usually figuring out how to fix cars or refinish furniture or something like that. And for the first two or three days, I was jonesing. I had this kind of natural, I've got nothing to do for five minutes. I'm going to pull my phone out and look at, oh shoot. I don't have that internet access. I don't have anything to do. And it took me two or three days to kind of detox, to get mm-hmm. out of that muscle memory, automated re- reflex action of pulling my phone out when I've got five minutes. And by the end of the cruise, I. I experienced a level of mental clarity and kind of relaxation, just settling into my skin and being Mm -hmm. present where I was at, and I felt calmer. So much so that when I got back on land, I actually um, removed the Instagram app and the Facebook app from my phone because it's like, I don't want to go back to that kind of frantic scroll, 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 find something, scroll, 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 and it lasted for several months. It is. Remarkably clarifying, and it's a fantastic way to detox, to do a technology detox. Because there's there's tons of stuff to do on the boat. It really is. It's not like you're bored at any time. Um, But you get out of that automated programming of, i got nothing to do, so I'm going to pull out my phone and scroll and detach from the experience that's happening in front of me right Right. now. Use this cruise as a therapeutic experience there to you change your marriage. How about yes. that for a promo? It's it's better than going into rehab somewhere because this is much nicer accommodations. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and you get to be with someone that you love. Exactly. So that's just an idea. That was just a personal experience that I've, I, I've had that yeah. I know other people could have if they are struggling with this and they're serious about wanting to make some of these changes in their relationship with technology. So that could be something to try. Yeah, that's a great idea. All right, man, this was a good one. Thank you again for the good questions, ladies. Uh, We hope that it was helpful. I think that's it. I think so. Um, We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.